Well, some things never change. Honestly, Caleb gives the announcements, Amy and Mike do the worship, and I'm up here now. There can't be three people in here. By the time communion comes around, the place will be packed. just feels rude, that's all. <laughs> uh, good morning, Open Door. It is great to see you. Um, it is a wonderful thing to be on this side after all these weeks of getting to watch uh, our friends and heroes up here. Amazon keeps stats on ebooks. It's fascinating. They, they know who's underlining what. So on ebooks, there's, there's all these stats of who underlines what books. And our passage today is the most underlined by readers of ebooks in all the Bible. In fact, it's fourth place of all books of any matter at all. And once we see it, I think you'll understand why, especially in this season of time. It's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Whew. This feels like a really important passage. It feels like I don't want to mess this up, like I want to do this really well and be very clear. I just, um, I just saw a stat. It says uh, several months ago, a few months ago, one out of 15 people would have identified themselves as depressed. The stat is now one out of every four people identifies themselves as depressed. We're overwhelmed and it can beat us up and make, this season can make me feel like, um, is there something uniquely particularly wrong with me? What am I doing? Why, why do I feel this way? So this, this passage feels so beautiful and powerful. I, I love um, especially what surrounds these verses. Right, right before it, he says to the Philippians, the Lord's near. The Lord is near. Uh, it literally carries the idea, he could show up at any minute. Okay, whatever I'm going to tell you about peace, just remember, this thing doesn't go on indefinitely. This is not random. This is not a chaotic world. He's right at the doorstep and he could be here any moment. It also carries the idea that um, the Lord is with us, near us, in us, not far away. We, we can feel him. He is fused with us. And then if you go beyond the passage, ah, verse 8, finally, brethren, and capture this in the season that we're in where there's so much rancor and contentiousness and bitterness and ugliness and, and name-calling and yelling 
and visceral, just mean-spirited. And then he says these words. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's um, any excellence and if anything is worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Dwell on them, not just remember them and see them, but hover over them. Ruminate on them. Play them over and over again in your heart. It is sacredly important. May I just say, um, for a guy who doesn't give applications, I've got a lot of them this morning. It, it, It would be great, coming out of this passage, to find someone, someone in your home or someone that you love, dear friend, and say, hey, I've been worrying about some things, and I keep it inside. I've written them down. Would you allow me to say them out loud to you? Take some time to prepare. Maybe it's five, maybe it's, for me, it's 62. Things that you're worrying about. Get them out of you and be able to say them to someone. It would also be great to say to someone, uh, I wrote down the true and noble and reputable and gracious things that I have seen in you, my wife, you, my husband, you, my daughter, you, my dear friend. And I wrote them down. And I'm going to put them somewhere where I can see them often because I want to hover over them because uh, I deeply, especially in this season, need to dwell on them. There's other things that I've been dwelling on because I was missing this. And then, then I'm going to ask you to do these verses that we're about to go through. And I'm, I'm going to explain what I mean, hopefully, in the next few minutes. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the Irene peace of God that passes all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I went through a a really hard time a while back. Um, so much so that I went to a counselor. I've never gone to a counselor. I had Bill. <laughs> Fine job he did. But, uh, but I never had gone to a counselor, but I knew that I needed to go to a counselor. And one of the things, one of the very first things he did is he took me to this passage. And I read it. And it was like I had never seen it before. I so need it now. All the time. I hold to this passage almost every day. I love so much that God put it in his word. So let's just look at the words for a second and then make some observations about them. Be anxious. The word anxious carries the idea of Uh, being pulled apart in a lot of different directions, right? I mean, nobody 
Nobody experiencing that, right? Being pulled apart in a lot of directions. That's the feeling of anxiousness. And he says, you don't have to do that in any area. It's, it's a command. I call it a kind command. Because it's, it's like Paul saying, hey, this stuff has been beating you up. And I've got a way home for us. Let's do this. Come on, let's do this. And then he uses the word prayer. Um, but in everything by prayer and supplication, prayer is that more general word of worship, of adoration. He's saying, so, so go sit down, get wherever that place is for you where you can say, not because you need to hear it, God, but because I need to say it, I know who you are. <clears throat> you are beautiful, powerful God. And you're, you always have been and you haven't stopped now. You are control of everything. And I worship you. You found me. No one's ever loved me like you love me. And take your time. Just be in that place. Some of us have gotten so lost out in the cold that we've forgotten to do that. Give yourself time Repeat yourself. Just get yourself in that place. That's prayer, adoration and worship. And then he says, by prayer and supplication. Supplication is uh, more that uh, in this moment, in now, and it's specific requests. God, I, God, I don't know what to do about this. God, this, this one's rattling me. Uh, what do I do about this? And you don't have to answer yourself. You don't have to solve it. You don't have to do anything. You just have to get it out to him. So in everything, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, this is not just saying, and thank you, God. This is remembering God. Remembering that in all the times in the past, he's been merciful and he's cared for you and he has not made a mistake. And he has loved you more than you love you. Thank you, God. Thank you for what you've done for me. And then you, you give yourself the opportunity to experience gratitude. And then, with everything that's in you, to be able to say, Oh my, I'd forgotten. Thank you. And thank you for what you're about to do. And he says, and then, <clears throat> and then the peace of God. It is such a beautiful word. It's a word that he'll say is, it's beyond comprehension. It's beyond our ability to understand or explain. Peace of God <clears throat> tranquility of the soul that cannot be affected by outward circumstances, pressures, or fears, or chaos. <clears throat> this peace, it can only, it, can o it, can't be, it can't be comprehended. I can't talk to you about it in a way that can fully grasp it. It just 
gets experienced, it will guard your hearts and your minds. Isn't that crazy? This peace is what is going to guard your heart and your minds. Isn't that wild? Now think about that for a second. It's a military term uh, to guard, to play sentry, to play a role of not letting anything get in between your heart and your mind. That's what peace is doing. Now think about that. Think about when we have not been at peace, when we have been out in the cold not taking advantage of this. Think about that. We've allowed our minds and our hearts to be vulnerable. Because it's, this is how important it is. It's that peace that guards my mind and what I think and how I see the world and how I process the world and all those things around me and the things that are important to me and my heart. If I'm not at peace, my heart is in danger. My mind's in danger. That's why a believer's safe place in peace so sacred. And it's in Jesus Christ. He says it's in Christ. He uses that term a lot in Philippians. In Christ Jesus. In the sphere of Jesus Christ in you. That, that We talk about it a lot. That being fused with him. The peace is not imported from outside. You are in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus is in you. Well, I know some of you are thinking, see, I've been here before, John. I feel like I've done this pattern before. I've been to this passage. I, that's why it's underlined so much in ebooks, because I keep coming back to it, because whatever happened, it didn't work. What am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Why, why does it work for them, but not for me? And so I just want to stop again and remind us um, it has a lot to do with how we read this word. Um, you, you can read these same words, same exact words, inerrant words of Scripture, inspired words, but they can mean two different things by, based on whether I put a filter on them or not. Um, I would say a shame and a moralism filter. A shame filter that says there's something uniquely wrong about me. And I'm always messing it up. But I can take that filter off and not put it on by believing that he died on the cross for my shame. It's not who I am anymore. And there's a moralism fi filter that I can put on it that says, hey, you should, you ought, what's wrong with you? Come on, keep the command. That's what you need to do. You're going to make him happy in any way. So, so I used to read this passage, and like so many passages, I would just look at it and believe that it was saying, Hey, knucklehead, stop worrying. You always worry. Stop about everything. Just stop it. I don't know, pray more. You've been a mess. Just pray more. Oh, and be thankful. Would that be so hard? You never, you're never thankful. Now stop worrying, would you? You're embarrassing people and you're giving God a bad name. 
I could read it that way with a shame and moralism filter on me. But remember, Christ Jesus came and at the cross took away my shame. Nobody in heaven sees me with shame. I mean, they can see me, but they don't identify me that way. And I am under grace. Remember, Romans 6.14 says, Sin will not be master over you anymore because you're no longer under moralism. You're no longer under law or buck-upism or striving or trying harder or putting your best foot forward or putting on a face or putting on a game face. Sin will not be master over you because you're under grace. You're no longer under law. You're under grace. So, so I, I look at it this way. If I see Scripture through a shame and moralistic filter, I will concentrate on trying hard to obey a command to convince God to give me something. Ah, but if I see Scripture with no filter, I'll concentrate on stopping so that I can receive God's love and I'll open my heart to Him. Hmm. And I will discover that I am at peace. So what if we saw this passage not as something we must perform to get something from Him, but as an invitation into a gift He longs to perform for us? I'm just going to give you these four phrases that are, that are at the heart of what Paul's saying. I, I did a little tectronic on it, so they all start with T. I'm very impressed with myself. Uh, talk to him. That's that prayer part. Go into his presence and enjoy getting to tell him who he is and who he is to you. Adore him. Enjoy him. And declare him to be your powerful, majestic, supernatural, caring God. And then tell him. This is that supplication part. As honestly as you can, tell him what's confusing, frightening, or overwhelming you right now. And then take as long as you want. And then thank him. Remind yourself that he has protected and always loved you so well. And allow yourself to experience heart gratitude. Thank him with all you can. Not because you have to, but because you've remembered well and honestly. And then finally, trust him. Simply trust him that he can and will give you peace. <clears throat> I can hear someone saying, well, how much, how long, how often, uh, how much do I have to do this? It's interesting. He doesn't say. And, and I know someone's going to say, John, just tell me how much to, you know, um, how, much, how much time do I need to spend with him to get the peace, you know. See, here's the thing. This is the peace. He is the peace. It's this and nothing more. What were we expecting? 
that we do a formula, that, that we do this long enough, well enough, hard enough, and that then the peace would come from uh, where? It's like that guy going to Disneyland who, who says, well, we, we've seen the cast and characters on Main Street. We, we've had the churro, the clam chowder bowl, and the dole whip fruit cup. We've gone Pirates of the Caribbean, Dumbo, Abe Lincoln, and that ride at Radiator Springs. So when does the fun that we paid the money for start? And I want to say, um, dude, you're in it. <laughs> you're in it. I, I, I watch so many people miserable at Disneyland. If you're miserable at the happiest place on earth, I got to tell you, the La Brea tar pits are going to do nothing for you. It's this. It's this which moves your heart from fear and tension and worry to safety and protection and joy and playfulness. Because it's, the, it's you in the moment with Jesus who is peace. That's, see, all he's describing, this is just what people do when they're with Jesus. That's it, right? They, 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 they worship him, they, they adore him, they tell him their stuff. They thank him for what he's been in the past and what he's going to do, and then they trust him with what he's going to do. Um, oh, by the way, if, if you dare to live this way, right, right now, maybe some of you have never, I've never done that, I've never, but if you actually risk this and try this out as as the way you want to do life. Um, here's beautiful what's, what will happen. Let's say you're in a moment of crisis and you don't have time to just sit down with him. You, you, as you walk around that corner, you're about to go into a meeting that freaks you out, that overwhelms you. And, and, and I want you to hear, if you've risked this way of life, you get to just call out, um, God, help I need your peace now. And the memory of being with him clicks in and you're safe. All of his peace, complete peace, indescribable peace is yours. It's why um, POWs Remember, they, they were separated from each other, sometimes with concrete between them, but there was, there was always a, uh, like a pipe that they could bang on. And POWs used the tap code. That's, that's what it was called, the tap code. To tap out the names, they, they would do it with certain food items because it had been so long since they'd had them, and they had all day. And so you would just... Be in your cell and you would hear C. CH. I. Chai? No, it can't be. CHIL. Oh, chili. Yeah. Chili. 
wait, there's more. A space bar. D. Cheese slathered on with onions and that soft chili dog. And for um, a long, beautiful while in that cell, that person was transported back into a time when he and his family were having chili dogs together. It's that powerful. It's that beautiful. And you get to do that. In this hectic, crazy, bizarre, twisted, upside down world that we never thought that we would be in. Help God. Help God. I'm freaked out. I'm about to go. help. I need your peace. Well, this is an application. This whole passage is an application, it is a command. It is everything, you guys. It's not a command because God's wagging his feet. It's that kind command. It says, come on. Come on, I know a way home. So do these verses with each other or do them by yourself. But try them out again. I'm speaking to me, right? Talk to him, that's prayer. Tell him that supplication, thank him, and trust him. This peace is our vaccine for us to live in this world. This peace is our vaccine for us to live in this world. I made a I, the, the moment I came back from that counselor, I made a paraphrase for myself of Philippians 4, 6, and 7, and I expanded it more um, just because that's what I do. I just keep more opportunity. I just make things longer. But I, for you, I've made a paraphrase, and I, I'd love you to read along with me. <clears throat> you don't have to be anxious about anything because he can handle you. All of you. All of your world. First, enjoy who he is. This is prayer. Glory in this true God because he is bigger than your ability to explain him. Because he's much more than just about you, he's able to be fully and completely about you. He's bigger than the skies. He's truer than anyone you've ever known or heard of. He's your champion, your hero, your fan, the lover of all mankind, the conqueror of all evil, the keeper of forever, the keeper of you, who will, not, who will let no one and no thing define you. He's the all-compassionate God who stands in the middle of everything you suffer. This God. Stay here for as long as you like. 
And now, tell him everything, specifically. Everything that overwhelms, frightens, or threatens to undo you. Before you go into a meeting that could derail you, or even in the middle of it. You don't even have to say it right, just get it out. And, and then you get to thank him knowing he will never fail you or make a mistake about your world. He's seen to it that even the painful, horrible, sad, chronic things that you've experienced will not define you or rob your life of its purpose and goodness. He's been attending to everything about you and everyone under your care from forever. Allow yourself, allow you, Allow yourself to be undone by such love. Stay here in thankfulness. As long as you want. And now this. Peace. The very peace of God. Tranquility for your soul. Untouched by anything wanting to harm you or beat you down. Safe at home with the one who loves you most. A peace so far beyond your mind's comprehension that it will be experienced by everything you are. This peace will continually guard your heart and your mind. This peace has been with you all along for you are in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Jesus is in you. My brothers, my sisters, receive it, trust it, breathe it in. This is, this is his gift to you. Oh, how loved you are. <clears throat> well, every week, almost every week, Stacy and I have sat at home um, in front of our television set watching these services. Do you know that I dress up? I dress up like this. I, 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 I don't know, but I feel good about it. You ought to try it. It's a better service. But I've been watching, and Stacy and I do it each time. She sets up. We have this little heart wooden piece that we put the bread and the cup on. And then we're instructed usually by Caleb and then, and then I say words and she says words. And we experience this one who is peace. He, he did this. The, the, the bread, he, he took my hit. He had his body broken and then allowed his blood to be shed because that was the cost of everything because what we had done, that the innocent one would have to have their blood shed and there was only ever, ever one innocent one. And now you and I are the recipients. How did this love find us? Enjoy, you guys. Oh, gosh enjoy the time together. We'll be back before we know it. We'll be all back in this room. Until now, just know that your brothers and sisters are doing what you're doing it all over the world and part of this community called Open Door.
Love you, brothers and sisters.